Hey friends, welcome to the Renovating You podcast. We're so glad you're here. We don't get a do-over in life, but we do have the opportunity to renovate our story. Are you ready to get unstuck? Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to thrive? Let's do this, renovators. Hey, Renovators, we are wrapping up today our podcast on the five love languages or the five languages of love. I'm going to keep putting it all different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all. It's all it's just all so good. But as again, is a book by Dr. Gary Chapman. And just want to kind of give us a little bit of a disclaimer here. This one is language number five, which is physical touch. So we may say a word or two here that you may not want your kids listening to. It's not going to get off the charts or anything mm-hmm. like that. But just want to let you know, I know some of you ladies might listen to it with kids around. Just want to make sure that, that you know, whatever talks you have with them down the line, that comes from you, not from the podcast. <laughs> from renovating you. <laughs> See him in a class 20 right, years later. Oh, ladies. You're the ladies. You know, so yeah. So we don't want <laughs> we don't want to do that. But I know um, that Beth, you've got something really good right off the bat here to read from his I book. I do. Of course, it's from his book. He says, we have long known that physical touch is a way of communicating emotional love. Numerous research projects in the area of child development have made that conclusion, that babies who are held, hugged, and kissed develop a healthier emotional life than those who are left for long periods of time without physical contact. The importance of touching children is not a modern idea. In the first century, the Hebrews living in Palestine, recognizing Jesus as a great teacher, brought their children to him, quote, to have him touch them. You may remember that Jesus' disciples rebuked those parents, thinking that Jesus was too busy for such frivolous activity. But the scripture says that Jesus was indignant with his disciples, and he said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to these. I tell you the truth, that anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. Wise parents in any culture are touching parents. Physical touch is also a powerful vehicle for communicating marital love. Holding hands, kissing, embracing, and intercourse are all ways of communicating emotional love to one spouse. For some individuals, physical touch is their primary love language. Without it, they feel very unloved. With it, their emotional tank is filled, and they feel secure in the love of their spouse. I want to read something, too. He says it's, mm. it's kind of cute, but, but truthful. He said, the old-timers used to say, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Many a man has been fattened for the kill by women who have believed this philosophy. The old-timers, of course, were not thinking of their physical heart, but of a man's romantic center. It would be more accurate to say the way to some men's heart is through their stomachs. Mm. I thought that was a mm-hmm. <laughs> poetry emotion yeah. right there. Yes. So and true. maybe for a lot of us women, we'd rather make them a pie than yes. we would. Yes. <laughs> Give them a hug. Fatten them up. <laughs> yeah. We'd rather do that, right? Yes. All right. So let's just talk about this because we were talking about it before, yeah. before the podcast started. So 
for those of us who believe they don't need touch, maybe it may not be an accurate perception. What do we think about that? Well, I do believe we all need touch Mm -hmm. because when we've had a, a, whether it's a touch on the, you know, someone grabs your arm or they see that you're hurting or, you know, the, the tender of maybe somebody wiping a tear down your face or saying you have mascara, you know, even just something sweet like that, which is, is, is a touch. Or, you know, I remember once being very sick at college and a girl, I was throwing up and she came and she took my, uh, her hands and she like put my hair in a ponytail and just held my head for me while I was, I had the stomach flu, you know. And I was like, that was the sweetest thing in the world. And, mm-hmm. it, and it was, it involved touch. It involved, of course, a lot of vulnerability because yeah, I can't. I'm sick. I'm sick. But I yeah. realized, you know, later on, I was thinking about that experience not too long ago, and I thought, wow, that's a that's a tr- a true friend, you know. But mm-hmm. but that was a physical touch. That was, yeah. you know, I can't talk you through this, or I'm just going to be here and whatever it takes, you know. And so mm-hmm. I do know when I met with love, that type of love that says, you know, whether, again, whether it's someone holding your hand or you know, winking or squeezing or whatever that says, you know, I I care for you. You know, Mm -hmm. it it does, even though that's not my love language, in fact, very low on my scale, but it does leave a deposit in me because it's like, it does feel, it does feel good when someone just hugs you from a depth that says, so happy you're here. So how about you, Bethany? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're saying, I was like, oh yeah, I love when like people play with my hair, like touch that way. Like it doesn't have to be the hug or anything. It's just like, I see you. I'm just going to play with your hair or rub your back. And I'm not talking about like my husband or anything. It could be anybody. I don't care. But I'm just saying that whole, like, I see you, you're here. And Mm -hmm. it's like nurturing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't remember what country we were in. We do a lot of mission work, but it was very common for the young girls, like, like 20, you know, or late teens or or maybe mid twenties. They would always hold hands, the girls. And and they were just like giddy. They were they were so cute, and they were they were in a very affectionate culture. But I remember watching them and just thinking, wow, it was so natural. It was so endearing, and I don't know. It was just, there was just something about just the affection that they showed for one another, just through the simple touch. And this would be this is my friend from school or, or whatever. And they mm-hmm. were some were younger girls, but I don't know. There was just something cute. I remember talking to a translator. And talking about the differences, you know, in American culture where sometimes showing a touch or whatever, you know, we're independent women and we don't need this and I don't need a man and whatever. But here that was, they kind of, that was a very vulnerable side that they showed, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I'm, I, this is my girlfriend or we go to school together or whatever. I just thought it was mm-hmm. a really cute, innocent, but, but very heartfelt way of showing, mm-hmm. showing love mm-hmm. to somebody. That, for hey, sure. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think too. You know, some for some of us, you know, it just wasn't modeled in our homes. And yeah. so that whole affection between mom and dad was not modeled. Mm-hmm. I know in my life that was not modeled. In fact, it, the few times my dad would approach my mom and give her a kiss on the cheek or whatever, it was almost like it was done in like jest where you could like deflect it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually like received. And mm-hmm. for those of you who know me, kind of like, I don't say what I'm known for, but one of the things that is very much about me is that I'm a very physical touch person. And that was not something that mm-hmm. was that was done for me. And I don't know, somewhere along the line, I just realized that that was something that I knew I needed, but never got. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I have developed. And I think that it it comes at a different place for me, even though, like I was saying before the podcast, that 
I would like, this was as an adult, I would like, you know, you know, hug my dad goodbye. Again, I hugged my dad. My dad did not come and seek me out. I would go to him and yeah. give him a hug. But I remember just feeling so alone with him, so just isolated, so not connecting and not wanting that feeling. But I wanted to hug him. But a lot of emotions would come up with that Mm -hmm. sadness, you know, sorrow, grief, you know, all the different things that you say I'm missing out on it. So I remember I would actually tell myself, don't feel, just hug him. Don't let the emotions come up because that is not something that's going to go over well. You're not going to know how to express yourself. People are going to say, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? They just wouldn't, they just wouldn't get it. I'm the one that's most emotional in my family. So even if I've hugged my sister that's from Kansas, I have a hard time leaving when I would leave. And I've had <laughs> some of my sisters say, why are, you, why are you crying? I'm like, I will miss her because that's, that's something <laughs> that I, I have just, mm-hmm. just developed yeah. inside myself, but it's not something where I necessarily come from. But I know as well that if that hasn't been something that you've experienced, it's hard too as well to keep a distance emotionally from from yourself when you're touching people i think that's why a lot of times people don't want touch absolutely touch is either going to bring up a bad memory inside of me that i don't want to have touch could bring up i also remember when you hit me with the same hand yeah so i don't feel necessarily close to you i don't want to get close to you because that hand has also been used to hurt me if you're a parent Mm -hmm. who's been abusive to your child and your child's probably not going to want to run up to you all the time you know we say, come over here and give your, why don't, you, why don't you love your mom? Come over here and give him a hug or get over here and give your dad a hug, you know? And it's like, maybe there's reasons why they keep five, five feet apart from you yeah. or like to be at the other side yeah. of the room, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think just a lot of, a lot of feelings of, you know, about that. And I think as well too, I mean, you guys can, you know, talk about this too. I think that, you know, little girls who were maybe sexually molested mm-hmm. or, women who have been raped or a guy has gone too far and for you know forced themselves or whatever we have a really hard time being close we we sense our boundaries right our boundaries are being crossed we don't want it Mm -hmm. i feel vulnerable i don't feel safe so i mean what do you guys i mean what do you guys i threw a lot of stuff out there i know all at one time here but what do you guys i mean what do you guys think about about some of those things i think it is very complicated it isn't something that's very cut and dry and because we live in a highly sexualized society, too, young women and men, you know, have seen a lot that they shouldn't have from an early, you know, early on. And mm-hmm. whether things were, whether they willingly walked into relationships or I'm guessing most of it was probably done to them, especially if it's a child, you know, things are done to young children, right? right? Where they right. wouldn't, they, the innocence mm-hmm. would, would still be there. And, and then it's like it's taken. And so I think that certainly plays into, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. Not everyone, of course. But I think I think those situations would really play into someone's ability to be vulnerable and to hug and to... Because, you know, we, we all have that, what is it, a three-foot rule that's just a natural response. Like, you know how if someone's talking to you, mm-hmm. you kind of know, even, even if you're very confident, you know, like, okay, you've just, you've gone from you just got a little too close. You know, there really is where this is becoming a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I maybe don't feel threatened, but it's just not natural to talk like that. And mm-hmm. so obviously if someone's going to hug you or something and you have this, things have happened to you or there's mm-hmm. woundings or hurts or rape or molestation, most certainly every flag in you is going to go, hold on, this is this mm-hmm. is not good, right? And so I think mm-hmm. those parts of the heart that have not been tended to properly, 
then we begin to say things like, well, I'm just not a hugger, you know, if that's mm-hmm. been your experience, or I don't need that. And I've seen young women that have gone through that and say, well, I really don't need that, you know, I don't really like it anyways, or or they walk into a marriage and because they've been violated, then, you know, that husband kind of has to pay for that in the sense mm-hmm. that, well, I don't even need that, or, you know, he wants it all the time or whatever. And it's like, you know, there's, you know, his his needs and her needs and then her the abuse mm-hmm. that she's had and maybe she's holding it and hasn't spoken it to him. So yeah. there's all these things. So it does yeah. become yeah. not just, oh, I don't like to hug or, you know. And there's I, always more to it. Yeah. There's always more to it. So what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, there's Stephanie? always there's always more to it. I was just thinking, you know what you said, Jesus, I had little children come to me. Come sit at my feet. Be with me. You know, I could picture Jesus, you know, playing with the children's hair. You yeah. know, come. It's a biblical thing, yet when people say, oh, don't hug me, or, or there's like, there's like, you know, sweatshirts or shirts you can get. It's like, I'm not a hugger, like stay six mm-hmm. feet apart from me or whatnot. Mm-hmm. People laugh at that, but that's, there's, there's woundings there, there's hurts and it doesn't have to be, you know, rape. It could be other things, you know, what you have to ask yourself, why don't you, why aren't you receiving this hug that the person is giving to you? Mm-hmm. Or why do you feel like they're coming into your space? I mean, those are, those are some questions that I have to ask myself, okay, why aren't I receiving this hug? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to ask, you got to figure out what is the, mm-hmm. what, what's the, what's the hurt still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. I, I think too, I mean, sometimes too, like the different attachment styles and things yes, come into play thinking. as well. You know, if you're avoiding yeah. detach, yep. detachment, it's like, I don't want to get close to you. And obviously you can't hug from a distance. No. So hugging means close. You know what I mean? You're in my space. Yep. I can't, I didn't necessarily invite you into my space. Mm-hmm. I prefer if you're not in my space, mm-hmm. but I kind of like you. Yeah. And sometimes we're that way with our spouses. Yeah. What yeah. I just said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you in my space, but I kind of like you. But I did say I do. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So then, you know, all those things come into play too. And I think it's just, it's just important to remember that there isn't anybody that God created that doesn't need touch. Correct. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. And there I was, just isn't. I was thinking, too, even about our little kids, you know, you can tell I was sharing with um, both Bethany and Denise in between the podcast from the last one. My uh, grandson was so, so cute today. I was going through the, the love languages with my daughter, my other daughter, and we were I was reading the questions that Dr. Gary Smalley asked to find out, you know, where, where you were landing. You know, I would read it and then I would put it in for her. And so he's coloring. He just turned six and he's coloring. I'm thinking, I know he's listening, but I mean, you know, they, they were benign questions. There was nothing that, that he couldn't listen to. And he goes, oh, I, I know what I am. I, just like, just like a little, I know what I am. He said, um, he goes, I just need, I just need you to be with me and to hug me and tell me you love me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean... And I talked about gifts. No, he didn't need that. I asked, would you like it if I colored with you or told you you were a good color? Oh, no, you got I want you to be with me. And even mm-hmm. today, I, we came here to a different location to do our podcasting. And Denise and Alex always come to my home to do it because we have a, a place to do it. And he was so, like, distraught because it wasn't happening that way. And, you know, it's interesting. I say all that to say... At a young age, kids are beginning to know what their, mm-hmm. whether it's an attachment style or what their love language is. 
And when I heard that, I looked at my daughter and we just like eyes locked because now we know, which makes sense why about every hour on the hour, he tells somebody in his proximity, I love you. Or what, like he needs to know the plans of every day and where where we will be in proximity to him. And very scheduled Mm -hmm. and very, always wants to hug, always wants you to lay with him or sit with him or read to him. And, you know, you think about a child like that and you know, if you're, you know, maybe you have a husband that's listening or you're married or you have a son and, you know, what, what are we telling our young boys? Well, you know what, that's still, you know, I love you or, you know, don't be all emotional. Cause really, I mean, those mm-hmm. are very, I mean, he loves, he's very verbal. He mm-hmm. loves, I, I love you. You know, he'll tell me, you know, oh, you look pretty or I like the way you did your hair. He's very conscientious of, of what's going on around him, around others. And so it might be say, well, that's really not, boys aren't really that way. You know, boys need to be this way. But I don't ever want to shut that part of him down. No. So mama's out there, you know, we need to be aware of what's being said, you know, what are, or even what are we saying to our daughters in terms of, uh, of affection, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, and I see so many dads for the sake of political correctness, and I'll just go there, that are afraid to just wrestle with their little girl mm-hmm. or tickle their little girl or have them sit on their lap because that might be inappropriate. And it's like, hold on here. Right. <laughs> I mean, my dad, I mean, we, we rest, I mean, you know, we played. I mean, I sat on his lap. I mean, there was nothing sexual about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But because we live in an age where that's not the case, I think even well-meaning men are afraid to maybe take their daughter out for donuts and, and get into her little world because is that going to be weird? Is they going to think I'm some predator? And and I've, I've even mm-hmm. heard women say that, that their husbands are almost afraid to kind of engage in a normal relationship and to show love, whether it's a hug, because Mm. of kids have been traumatized Mm -hmm. and the abuse and the molestation that goes Mm. on. So it is a complicated subject. It is, because I think even in that situation, I mean, you can have a perfectly innocent, you know, father-daughter relationship who's not act who's not engaging in the innocence because they're like i don't want to see how it's perceived or you can have a daughter saying how come my friend's dad hugs her i know but mine doesn't exactly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so all those things start early and you know as you were talking i'm thinking to myself i was always a physical touch person it just wasn't something that was able to be done in my family yeah so it wasn't yeah. that all of a sudden I became one. No, no. It was yeah. Even it was though, even there, though it, it felt innate. like it was. No, it was innate. Because it was so drastic from how I grew up and yeah. where did that come from? And it's like, well, obviously it was something that was inside of me Absolutely. that that was part of how I was created that just wasn't, that was very, very void. Yeah. But yeah. I think learning to heal and learning to feel safe and learning to say no, people do need touch and being that person that mm-hmm. gave it. People do connect with me in that way. I've had people say, I need a mama hug. You know, yeah. I love how you just, when you hug, you play with my hair a little bit. And when you're, as you're hugging me, mm-hmm. thanks for that extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it speaks to them in ways yeah. I needed to be spoken to, mm-hmm. but wasn't spoken to. Exactly. But was still inside of me. And so as I've healed and I'm not afraid of it and I'm okay having somebody close to me, Mm-hmm. Even when I'm trying to keep it all together, I'm like, it's okay, you can come close. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's something that I have learned is necessary and also that I deserve. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I deserve not to be afraid of touch or it triggers me. And I think for a lot of us as women, we need to ask ourselves that, you know, because it isn't even just read. So I just don't want it from my husband. We don't like females hugging no. us. We're like, keep your distance. You know what? Two seconds is two seconds too long. Yep. 
you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> we true. think those things. So it's not even that it's going to even lead to sex. Yeah. We're literally uncomfortable with someone being that close to us. Yeah. And that's not how God made us. No, he certainly didn't. And I was even thinking, mm-hmm. even here at church, you know, I have a lot of people that will come through these doors and they'll be like, you know, oh, I'll say, oh how's your experience? What, you know, what was one thing? Or, you know, you just start talking like, man, people here, like, they hug you and they, they really love you. And I'm not a hugger. Like, I'm not a, I didn't think, I, and then the wife or the husband or, or if it's a kid, well, he said he wasn't a hugger, but he is now. So it's interesting that when people say, I'm not a hugger, because a lot of people say, well, yeah, I'm just not a hugger. I'm not a lover. I'm not whatever. Are they really, or have that, has that part of them, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you could have easily said, I don't do hugs. Yeah. But you knew there was a part of you that risked being vulnerable enough to go, or maybe I do. Maybe I really mm-hmm. need this in a way that I didn't know that I needed. Mm-hmm. So I think for the people that say, I'm not that, have you? has it been given mm-hmm. to you in a way that's healthy? Mm-hmm. And then, then tell me that you don't. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I think if mm-hmm. it's been abuse or if there's been, if it's only been associated with a sexual mm-hmm. experience or something that you were told, then you don't know what true affection that, mm-hmm. that there's nothing in return. Yeah. And I think, I think too, because I remember, you know, when I was, you know, when I was married, you know, I would hug in things like that, but it was in my head. Mm. It wasn't coming from my heart. It was in mm-hmm. my head Yeah, because didn't feel safe, didn't mm-hmm. feel connected. I know I'm supposed to do this. I think, I think I'm speaking for a lot of women I'm sure you who are. know they are supposed to do I'm it. I'm sure you are. It's mm-hmm. all in their head. They do it out of duty or because they know that's what they should do, but their heart doesn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. many times it it may be that your heart isn't safe with who you're married to, or there's things you just don't, I don't feel I'm safe with this person just to be vulnerable. But I'm here to tell you that started a long time before yes, then. Yeah. To where you may say, well, no, it's just, you know, who I'm married to or whatever. And it may have a piece to it. But when you are uncomfortable, there's there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you hug in your head. Mm-hmm. Because the connectors are not in our head. They're in no. our body. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. for myself, when it, when it would bring those things up and I did not feel comfortable, I, I felt, hugging felt vulnerable. And I yeah. think a lot of people feel it as yeah. vulner, vulnerability. And why don't, why am I afraid to be vulnerable? Yeah. I think Why? you have to ask that mm-hmm. question, or we, we all do. Yes. If that's the case. What is it? Yeah. Because if we don't, even if we're giving it to our kids, they're not connecting with us. Mm-mm. It's rote. They kids can, know. They yeah, can tell. Mm-hmm. Well, kids who, are smart. Is it my mom or dad who are the huggers, even though both of you may hug them? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. it from that person. The other person is in their head. Like you said. They're doing it because they know I need too. it. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to mm-hmm. feel connected to my child. I want to feel your hug. And it was so interesting. I just thought about this mm-hmm. now. When I found out I was pregnant and, you know, he was, you know, obviously born and then he was starting to, you know, grow older and things like that. I remember I wanted to do two things for him. I wanted to know what his voice was going to sound like. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just was my thing. But I wanted to know what it would feel like to get a hug from him. Mm. Interesting. I wanted to know what it would feel to connect emotionally yeah. with yeah. touch. Yeah, wow, wow. And I remember thinking that, what will that feel like to have, because I knew my heart was connected, connected to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's different. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going from your emotions, from your from your head knowledge 
to a heart connect. And that's where you were talking about the receptors, mm-hmm. you know, because we can say, well, I should hug my son because he's my son and it's going to feel good. But unless you allow yourself to really, the weight of this is my son. Yeah. You know, this, this, yeah. Is, this is who God is. Yeah. Me. And I think just the, um, how do I put it? I think that Alex was the first person that accessed my heart. Mm. And that's why the hug was different. Because our hearts were connected. And I was 35 when I had him. Wow. Yeah. So... I know there are women who are still maybe struggling with that of allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to have a heart connect. But I also know too that if I had walled myself off, I had to give him the opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to come into my world, yeah. really come into my world, not come into my head, yeah. come into, into my heart yeah. and to be vulnerable with that and to acknowledge what I needed as well of knowing what it feels like to connect to another individual Mm -hmm. and it was very important to me that he was able to connect to me because I knew what it felt like not to do that absolutely yeah so I did not want to repeat that but it took vulnerability took a risk I mean when you think about that you didn't you didn't you weren't guaranteed the connection Mm -mm. because you never had it and so now you have this son, and it's a risk to say, do we just do how I did the last 35 years, and I teach him the same? Because that would have been probably mm-hmm. easier, perhaps. I mean, short term. Yeah. But the long term results mm-hmm. of that on his life and his future mm-hmm. wife or family yeah. would have been detrimental. Yeah. And so it's what I hear you saying is it's, it's a risk mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to do different, and I don't mean, mm-hmm. you know. God, I know, I know what I need. Mm-hmm. I know I need this, and I'm going to mm-hmm. risk what that feels like. Yeah. You know, because you didn't know. You had nothing yeah. to go, well, this is a pattern. This is what it looks like because you, mm-hmm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. But I also knew, too, you know, when you allow that in and you're that old and it hasn't happened, when you're allowing it in, you also know what you haven't had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because until you experience it, you don't know what you haven't had, if that makes sense. So there still yeah. is a vulnerability, even in that of saying I have to feel all the times that it wasn't there or That's I didn't I feel that. Did, did it leave you, did it make you kind of get mad? Like, really? I had to be 35 or 36? Or do you, do you remember that? Like, did it leave you going, well, now that I have it, look at what I have, didn't get? I used, to, I used to think a lot, why am I so unlovable? I I remember thinking that a lot and I just said there's something about me that isn't so I just learned to love everybody else that was a lot that went in there but Alex was different because it literally was the accessing of my heart and I knew how the story would go I would end up being a single parent I just knew the whole there's too much to talk into all of that but I knew that's what would happen Mm -hmm. yeah but it's like I I knew I did not want to repeat what had happened to me and of just having it void, just void of it, not not having connection. And I know that there are so many women that I have talked to 
especially as of late, that did not have that from their parents. Mm -hmm. And some fight it because it is a vulnerability. And it also is, Mm -hmm. too, that once you unlock that, you're now vulnerable. Yeah. Because it may or may not go well. Right. Whether it's letting a friend get close to you, sharing your heart, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a sibling, who else says, well, man, all of a sudden you're very, you know, touchy. What's going on with you? Or, you know, whatever, as you're healing on your journey. Yeah. So I know as well, too, that it brings up uncomfortableness because many times the pain and the rawness is like right below the surface. And if someone touches me in a loving way, it brings it all forward, and I don't want to feel that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can just speak in myself that I'm very thankful because it unlocked something in me, yeah. that it wasn't just giving to someone else. It was mm-hmm. me being able to receive love through touch. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with being married because I haven't been married for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, well, it's got to be, it's like no, there's nothing to do with yeah. marriage. Although I think yeah. it harms marriage when that is not there because yeah. it's not what God intended. But at yeah. the same time, just in general, to allow people to get close to me, to take a chance, and I've been hurt many times with it, but I still have not regretted unlocking that part of myself because I would have missed the gift of what it feels like to feel love in a, in a touch. Absolutely. I would have right. missed it. Absolutely. And I'd be 61 now saying, no, I've never had it. And I learned years ago, it's not worth it. People hurt you. People take advantage of you. Yeah. You know, screwed over from the get-go with your parents. And I'd be 61 yeah. versus yeah. saying I was 35. Yeah. So I'd rather be 35. I'd rather have been nine. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Versus 35. But I didn't intend on even talking about any of this. No, but here awesome. we went. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you... And it allowed you to get... Allowed you to... When you when he did access your heart, it allowed you to... The healing came. Yeah. You mm-hmm. didn't have to put walls or anything. You're, this, this was a healing process. Mm-hmm. And that's the, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. Yeah, because it was literally... In the beginning, it was very much... This is what it's supposed to feel like. What it was supposed to have felt like. Where... Because there were, there were a lot of times where, like, he would fall asleep early, and I would just hold him because I'm like, this is what it's supposed to feel like, the connection, yeah. closeness. You can feel their breathing and just yeah. all those yeah. things that that is what it's supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. But that was not my experience. Right. You know, we talk about that first year of a child's life. So, ladies, if that's something that has come and gone... You can go back and reparent. Yes, you can. Right? You can go back and reparent, and you can learn to give that, and you can connect on that level. But eventually, it needs to be about you. Yeah. Yeah. To say, I've missed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, renovators. We just want to take a pause in our conversation here to welcome our sponsor, C.J. Warren, located here in Crown Point, Indiana. C.J. Warren is a full-service salon anywhere from skin to hair. And a lot of you guys have said that you love my hair. So let's take a listen to Karina, who is the owner, and why she decided to sponsor Renovating You. Every year we set a goal as a salon where we want to put our energy as far as with each other and our guests, the other businesses that we support. 
And this year in December, we decided that it should always come from a place of love. So that was our goal this year. It was like, make sure that everything we do and support is from a place of love. And I was so inspired by the things you were telling us about your passion in this podcast and renovating you, where you came from with it and what your all-time goal is with it to help people just really renovate themselves and be their best person and start from the inside out. And it just spoke to me about, you know, what we do is very outward we're we're serving other people we're we're doing it from a place of love in a way to help them look beautiful on the outside and you're just doing the same exact thing from the inside I just thought that was so wonderful and that we could support your cause because we feel the same way we want to help people put their best face forward we want to see people's true beauty shine through and definitely when you have that inner peace and inner joy it's reflected in your appearance and the two together are like the perfect combination to show what true beauty is. So we're excited to be able to support this podcast. So if you are in Northwest Indiana and you would like a new do and a new you, visit CJ Warren here in Crown Point, Indiana. When you yeah. know, I heard, listened to you talk, you know, once Alex had accessed that, it kind of, it's like, oh, you know, wow, that could be in friendships. That could be with, yes. you know, it's not just, oh, it's just for my Mm-mm. son and I. no. That, you know, different mm-hmm. intimacy, of course, when it's flesh and blood. But, yes. wow, I can have that feeling of being known and seen with a girlfriend mm-hmm. and with, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. other people in my life. Like, wow. You know, but again, we have that choice yes. to say, nope, I'm just going to reserve it for Alex. Everyone else, you know, gets the first 35 years of me, you know. But, yeah. Because, but, you know, we talk about walls in class. You can't just put them up and then Mm-mm. they're down. Well, same with this. Okay, mm-hmm. we opened up our heart. Now it's open. Floodgates are open. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I know what this feels like and I'm going to risk, I have a choice. Am I going to risk opening up here or, you know, mm-hmm. being felt in this room or mm-hmm. having my presence be, be known, mm-hmm. you know, if you will. Yeah. And that, that, that is a risk. Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And if you, and if you do have, you know, if you do have young kids, you know, do what Denise said. <laughs> Hold your child. I love when Ella falls asleep on me. She's at the age where she's, you know, she still will lay on me sometimes. But I, I just, I sit in it. Like, I don't, I don't think about, oh, I got to do all these things. No, like, I don't care how long she's on me because I know it's mm-hmm. just for a moment, but I sit in it and I embrace it. And I just let her, you know, cut it. No. <laughs> and I just let her, um, edit. No. And I just let her, um, just sit there. But then I just, I, I embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I really, um, it, it it's healing for me yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is i think what denise was talking about you know the reparenting right mm-hmm. where you're an adult and here you are with a little little girl you know and how many times mm-hmm. do we feel like we missed out on some things in our childhood to be able to just sit with her and just like mm-hmm. you would parent the younger part of bethany right or soothe her with words that maybe you didn't get or wanted to hear but didn't fall Mm -hmm. your ears didn't hear those words Mm -hmm. and that's such a good word for mamas bethany is when they fall asleep on you Mm -hmm. yes there are dishes to be done and books to Mm -hmm. be written and right dreams to be made and Mm -hmm. but there's also the season that's so short-lived yeah and just sit with her or him and just enjoy just enjoy and to grow and to grow it because you know the language doesn't change so because he's you know 27 now as of you know yesterday it's like I still love giving him a hug. Oh, yeah. I still receive a hug 
from yeah, him. It's cute. And that <laughs> people are I like, love I love watching you guys hug. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's just it's like cute. He'll just go behind you and hug you. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yes, he just and that is just something that we have, but that would not be there. No. And that's his language. So imagine oh. it was mine. So imagine it didn't. So if I wouldn't have been the one that said it changes here, yeah. oh wow, he would not mm. have that. And it just it just keeps going. So yes, do I wish I had it with my parents. Yes, do I wish I had it with being married. Yes, but I didn't. But it doesn't mean the rest of my life I have to go void of it. So if you are, you know, women or even men, because I'll give young men at church a hug. You oh, know, yes. and it's like you know they they light up when they see me because like it's a mama hug. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like they didn't have that with their parents. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to give that. Mm-hmm. But if you say, well, no, I should have had it with them. And I, this isn't, shouldn't, shouldn't with her because I didn't have with them. What's wrong with me? I understand getting, I understand coming from that place. Nothing's wrong with you. They didn't know right. how to do it. That's right. It was not inside of them. Right. And that could go back generations. I have no idea. That's a whole other probably, podcast. Probably <laughs> is. Yes. That's for the next podcast. But if you want mm-hmm. to attach and you want physical touch there are ways in which mm-hmm. you can go about it and saying it's foreign to me but i i want it but it will not be without vulnerability That's right. but yeah. you're worth it because yeah. sometimes we think you are <laughs> you hit the jackpot sometimes yes. you know with people and mm-hmm. so just to know that so i just want to i guess like i said i had no intentions on talking about that at That's all but good. we went there that's good yeah. so how is how are these podcasts been we're ending up here how they've been for you guys. I've enjoyed them. Me too. Yeah, good. I th- it's good stuff. It makes people just take a pause and really think, okay, am I depositing what the other person needs or am I just depositing what I think they need? Yeah. And so to really learn what is your, mm-hmm. those people who you're in relationships, friends, family, whomever, what, what are their love language? And if you don't know, you know, find that out. Yeah. And then you can start really, truly, intentionally doing the deposits that's gonna mm-hmm. fill them up yeah and you know what i just want to i just want to say to people too to be vulnerable like if somebody all of a sudden starts meeting a language or say you have you read the book together or you listen to podcasts whatever it is but you figure it out don't let the person like hang out there mm-hmm. like say yeah. hey thank you so much yeah. i see a difference in you but see even that takes vulnerability it does mm-hmm. to say thank you for meeting my need because that means I have a need and that means I'm not perfect and that means I don't have it all together and I'm not self-sufficient. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Remember, God does not call us to be independent. Mm-mm. He calls us to be interdependent. Yes. Not dependent, mm-hmm. but interdependent even on him. That's the relationship we have, right? It's yeah. interdependent, right? Yes. And so with each other, he calls us to be interdependent. Yeah. And when we want to be independent, or dependent, but I think sometimes we think of the independent as a really good thing. Mm. We need to check our hearts, guys, yes, and say, what is going on inside of me that I need to keep myself from you yep. in many ways? Yeah, because that's what I believe that is, is saying I am an island unto myself. And maybe yes. we are an island unto ourselves because we've been hurt and or we've we been trusted. <laughs> or we had to be. Initially. Yeah, right. Who knows what the family of yeah. origin was like. And so here we are in... And of course, we live in a culture that esteems. Wow, look at all that you've done! And I mean, to me, the worst thing to do would be to get the top, of, get at the top of the food chain, and have nobody there with which to enjoy it with. I mean, mm. when I go to beautiful places, I don't want to go alone and go. Oh, this was great! I did it all by myself. Yeah, I worked real hard, and I and I strove, and I've been saving whatever, and and I'm by mm. myself. I'm like, 
awesome. You know, I mean, to mm. me, you want to take people with you that you love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, there's a lot of, I, too, this has been a great reminder. Like I said, the book is old, as am I. And, uh, but the concept <laughs> is not. The concept is not. It's and so I read relevant. the book yes. probably 20 years ago, but I'm telling you, it was such a good reminder. Now that I, you know, am reminded, now I'm, I'm held accountable because I can't say, mm-hmm. well, I didn't know. No, I do know. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And so I that's a, that's a tool I've been given. It's a gift I've been given mm-hmm. to get into people's hearts. Mm-hmm. If I know their and just language. like guys, you know, as we do these podcasts, we most of the time are doing them for us. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to benefit yeah, and you get to hear interested in and you guys get it. <laughs> you get to hear we're drinking coffee and tea and you know, we're <laughs> it's wintertime here and we're just basically we always we just always have wanted it to be where you're like in our conversation at our table. Yeah. Of we're just talking about our own stuff, only we hit record. Yeah. So thanks for joining us at our table these yeah. last four weeks. Actually, six weeks now with the whole learning to love well, because mm-hmm. though it may not, that may not be our experience to have been loved well, we can learn to love well. Yes. And so we love you guys, and we thank you so much for following us and for supporting us. And just mm-hmm. we encourage you to share it, share these podcasts with others, share them who do you know that needs reminded, you know, that they're loved or this is their language or maybe they have been void of this and to say this would be a blessing to them. So I want to share this podcast. Uh, you can find us at renovatingyou.com. We're on social media, Instagram, Facebook. You can also, you know, you may say, you know what, I don't feel really have anybody. You can email us mm-hmm. at hope at renovatingyou.com and we're happy to converse with you and um, let you know that you matter and maybe give you some just different ways we can support you or send you in different directions mm-hmm. where you can get some supporters to read some things or we'd love for you to be part of our community yes, right yes tell them how awesome our community is bethany oh, our community <laughs> is amazing especially if you don't if, you, if you're needing that if you're needing that support yeah the community is a good time for you to get filled up and so that you can pour out and you're with like-minded women on their healing journey and your voice is going to be heard mm-hmm. and you have worth. And so it is amazing. First month free. So check that out. Come be a little fly on the wall. And we would love for you to be a part yes. of our community. Yes. 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 righty, guys. Until next time. See you later, renovators. Bye-bye.